Hey and welcome to the Intuitively Inspired Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Elizabeth, and I'm a holistic health and food freedom coach. It's my mission to guide you into being the CEO of your own body and life. Each week, we will delve into all things eating and living intuitively, stepping into the most confident and powered version of you, and redefining your meaning of health and happiness so that you can leave feeling lit up, tuned in, and turned on by your life. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Intuitively Inspired. So today we have another guest and I am so, so excited to play you this conversation because it is just so full of nuggets of wisdom. Now, I have been following Jenna O'Keefe, who is our guest today, for maybe a couple of months now. And honestly, do you know when you meet someone online and you just feel like, oh, we would just so vibe in real life? I just had that kind of a moment with Jenna. She's absolutely fantastic. She's so full of beans. She's so high energy, but she's also really real and realistic and practical and all of her tips and everything she shares is very kind of practical and doable and implementable which I absolutely love. So Jenna is a confidence and mindset coach. She is also a breathwork practitioner. Now this is something that I pick her brains about a little bit because if you've been following me for a while or maybe you've been a one-on-one client you will know that one of my things that I like to do and things that I like to promote is getting out of your head and into your body right we spend so much time in our heads all day long fighting with ourselves listening to our inner mean girl and actually sometimes rather than learning to fight it really effectively our energy is better spent just getting from our heads and into our bodies which obviously breath work is such a great practice to do that along with maybe yoga meditation whatever works for you right but we speak specifically today about breath work and just about how to get from rock bottom into your confidence, into feeling good. And so I know that you're gonna get so much from this conversation. Jenna is literally a breath of fresh air. And honestly, even just her story is so, so inspiring. She talks about how she goes from rock bottom to literally thriving in life and doing so well in her career and just in life in general. And I feel like she is such a great expander for anyone who is feeling really at their rock bottom right now, especially in terms of confidence and just feeling in tune with your intuition. So listening to her story is just so, so inspiring. Um, So please do reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know once you've listened to this episode and what you took from it. Of course, reach out to Jenna. I'm gonna leave her details in the show notes as well. So please do feel free to um, contact her directly and also screenshot this episode and tag us in it so that we know and can celebrate you for showing up for yourself today as well. And without further ado, I am going to head straight on into the episode. I hope you enjoy. Hi Jenna, thank you for coming on the show. I'm so, so excited to chat to you today. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yes, very good, thank you, very good. Um, So why don't you start by telling us all a little bit about what it is that you do and the types of people that you work with and just a little bit more about you in general. Yeah, absolutely. So hello, I'm Jenna O'Keefe. I'm a confidence and mindset coach. And I help women really unearth their self-doubt, their perfectionism, their people-pleasing tendencies so they can wildly step into their power, whatever that looks like for them. So whether that be in careers, in dating, feeling more, feeling sexier, body confidence, whatever that is, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. (laughs) 
Oh, I love that so much. And the reason that I wanted to get you on today is because I've been following you for quite a while. And I just know that everyone who listens to this podcast probably needs some work in literally all of those areas. So one of the things that I always say to my community is like the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. So if you're struggling with your relationship with food, you're probably struggling in your career or in partnerships, or there's something else that's mirroring your relationship with food. Um, so I, I can't wait to get some tips and tricks from you today. Another thing that I love about following you is that everything that you do is so a realistic in terms of you know there's none of this like oh just you know don't you know po- uh, toxic positivity your way out of it mm. kind of thing um it's very raw and real around feeling what you need to feel in order to get past it um and it's also really practical as well so you share so many like practical tips on yes. moving through things and getting through things and I just think that is so so helpful for everyone so if you don't follow Jenna you definitely need to um <laughs> but why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you got into this work and what usually there's a rock bottom right that yeah. kind of forces you to do this work there's been a few <laughs> Yay. Uh, let's roll our sleeves up and get dirty straight away shall we um yeah tell us what what happened what what kind of caused you to kind of pivot into the world of confidence and mindset coaching yeah so I um I was one of those weird kids that always used to watch Tony Robbins videos like I would be so I've got three older brothers so I, I feel like my upbringing was slightly different in the way that I was just being exposed to content for kids like 10 years older than me (laughs) um but yeah so when I was younger I I was like obsessed with inspirational motivational speakers on YouTube and I just used to sit and watch and I think there was part of me that thought I want to do this like I'm a massive attention seeker so again being the girl out of three brothers I'm a big attention seeker I love the limelight love all of that and I thought like oh my god I would love to help people in this way but then completely ignored that and kind of went on my life which I think lots of people lots of people do um I did psychology at uni absolutely loved it like really really loved it um but unfortunately again completely ignored it and was more interested in booze, in making really poor decisions, in spending all of my money and um, yeah, just really stuck in this cycle of self-sabotage for about a decade probably. And so I started my career in marketing and was really, I've been really successful in my career in marketing. I've worked my way up the ladder very quickly. Um, I'm still, I've still got a full-time job. So I've got a marketing team, which is amazing. But there was always part of me as other people were kind of succeeding that thought this isn't for me. I really, I really actually I find this boring. It doesn't fulfill me. Like it's, yeah, I can do it and I'm good at it, but um and I started a job in 2017 in an advertising agency which was so intense like I was so not prepared for that level of critique shame people pleasing or like I was just I felt like a sheep being thrown to the wolves almost in this job and it just plummeted me into an absolute confidence crisis and so that paired with drinking you know, three or four times a week, like really heavily, um, making really poor decisions with men and trying to find myself with men that didn't deserve my time. But at the time I was kind of engaging in all of these 
um, you know, games and all of this kind of stuff, I was just at rock bottom, like absolute rock bottom to the point where, you know, I was nearly getting fired from this job because I was like too drunk to even turn up and all of it. And I just mm. really didn't recognize myself. So that kind of got to a clinch point really where I thought like, I need to change my life. I can't keep spiraling into debt. I can't, you know, get fired. I can't keep wasting my time with these like, essentially like shitty men. Like yeah. I, I deserve more. I want more. I know that I've got these big dreams. So I almost went back to those dreams that I had as a child. And I set up, I set up my Instagram page um, just expecting it to be just like a motivational page where I just shared loads of like lovely quotes and things. And then it was only when I really got my act together, where I really healed that trauma and changed my life, I thought I'm going to turn this into a business. Like this is, this is it. And so I've done that. And then that's really how I got into it. And although it's been a ride, it's been a journey. I feel like I can deeply empathize with people on that journey because I, I, I felt it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love, I love all of that. And there's so much to unpack here. Like specifically, I suppose, starting with that, just not like looking externally, there's so much like looking externally for internal validation. So this is something that I experienced myself. And um, for the most part around sort of diet culture, men as well, again, the way that you do one thing Mm. is the way that you do everything. So around, if you're like that around food, you're probably like that around men and everything else. And Mm. so it's this like external validation or looking for someone else to figure to figure out who you are and it's like no 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 you need to kind of put all that to the side and really think about actually what about like what who am I and whoever I am or I become I will then attract the right person in from me being who I am no one else is going to kind of tell you or show you the way you've got to figure that out for yourself so I absolutely love that and I love that it's weird, isn't it? How everything that you've done as you've grown through your career has kind of led you to this point. So even like the psychology, for example, I can imagine that you're definitely using all of that now, the fact mm-hmm. that you are really interested in motivational speakers and then even your marketing job, because there's so much marketing that goes into yeah. having a coaching business, which I had no idea about. And I was just <laughs> yeah. this up when I wanted to go into health coaching. Um, but it's so interesting how everything's kind of prepared you for this point, despite it feeling like there were low points and high points. I can imagine that you probably needed every single one of those to get to where you are now. Almost. Yeah, massively. Like when I look back, as you say, everything kind of fits into place. And every one of those experiences has fed into every piece of content that I create, every course that I create, every conversation that I have, whether it be a conversation like this for your gorgeous audience or like my one-to-one clients, like that has all led me to this point. So although there were really dark times where it felt like I was never going to get there, I think one thing I always had was that curiosity and that fire that I know I could do it and genuinely anyone listening to this podcast this is exactly what I used to do like I when I started this journey I listened to podcast after podcast after podcast so if there's if anyone is in that place of like absolute despair at the moment you're here and that is something to celebrate like even taking that action just to get curious and just to listen to listen to this listen to any podcast read any book like that's a huge win and a huge breakthrough. So it's more about that kind of consistency of smaller actions rather than taking the giant leaps that are going to change your life overnight yeah. because it doesn't quite work like that. 
Yeah, I love that so much. And I feel like, you know, you you can get the wrong idea from watching things like, I, I know when I was at my rock bottom, I was watching things like Eat, Pray, Love. So <sighs> guess what I did as soon as I finished uni, <laughs> packed up all my bags and moved to Thailand. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I moved to Thailand. And after a year, I was like, well, nothing's really changed. I'm still a mess. <laughs> and, you know, all of my problems just literally followed me. And no, it's not, it's not a healer to just pick up and make one big no. drastic change it's actually more so around really small consistent action over a long yes. period of time that creates that compound effect versus this like oh I'm uprooting and changing all my life a unsustainable b just undoable in general and c yeah. like scare yourself into oblivion like this is so unrealistic for most women so I absolutely love that and I love that you said around um, you know where to get started because I think a lot of the the women who are probably listening to this are in exactly that situation where they're working on their self-worth they're working on their confidence they're working on their relationships with themselves with food mm. and all of those different things so I can imagine that they're they are kind of almost searching for like what are the action steps so I love that you said you know that in terms of starting with curiosity the fact that you're even here and listening to this it is a really it's really something to celebrate and acknowledge yourself for because what, when you have the curiosity and you get to see people who are doing the thing, the expanders yeah. in your life who are mm. showing you the ropes and showing you that it's possible, all of a sudden you will start to find your own path with it all. Um, but what would you say the next steps are? So listening to podcasts and things like that, but how else can I suppose women start stepping into their power and feeling a lot more confident and worthy in themselves and, and how can they how can they do that? now that they're clearly working on it what are the sort of next steps to to kind of follow I guess yeah and I'm I'm a Capricorn so I absolutely love like I'm very practical and I love the practical steps so this is very much feeding my Capricorn energy I'm like right get your to-do list out ladies here we go (laughs) (laughs) um so really really understanding that it is about that kind of consistent everyday action that's really important so just starting with that I think firstly the first step is getting to know yourself better than you ever have done not who you think you should be not the drunk version of you that everyone loves on a night night out that's really fun and ends up going home with a bloke that she doesn't know like you know who (laughs) who really are you at your core so getting out of your mind and into your body right when your body will tell you who you are so what are the situations where you feel fully safe free joyous who are the people that you feel safe free and joyous around what where are you finding flow what is it that you're doing when you completely lose track of time and you could do it you know for hours and hours and hours even if it's just little things like doing a puzzle or drawing a picture who cares but you need to get really clear on what is so important to you. What are your strengths? What are your values? So painting that really clear picture of who you are at your core is so, so important. And once you have done that, it's about really getting curious about what your blocks are. So what, what is it that's blocking you? What are your limiting beliefs? What does your inner critic say to you on a day-to-day basis? And the reason why we're using the word curiosity here is it takes out all of that shame. It becomes almost, um, almost like a bit playful in terms of you're really just putting together the jigsaw pieces of 
what has led you up to this point now so what after you've understood where those limiting beliefs are when did you first feel that what memories do you have around that what fears do you have that come up for you like how is that blocking you so really that kind of discovery piece of like what are my blocks and if if you're struggling to get to those blocks working with a coach working with a therapist speaking to one of your friends that you really deeply trust so that you can start to look a bit deeper I think so many of us do this on a conscious level but actually there is so much that's hidden beneath the surface that we're not even aware of I love that so much and for all the listeners who usually listen to this podcast they will know that I always leave them with heaps of journal prompts to go and work on and so (laughs) there's your journal prompts guys (laughs) figuring out all of that yeah Yeah. literally literally um you're gonna need to replay this and write them down when you're not driving or walking or whatever else but like (laughs) yeah I absolutely love that and I was gonna ask you if you're an Aries actually just because of what you said before around um liking being in the limelight I'm an Aries with Capricorn moon so um feel like yeah just such a great such a great balance of both so yeah that's that's amazing um and yeah I love what you said around like having that time and awareness because I think a lot of people and, and this is what I see with my clients as well is that they're so busy looking at what they need to change and actually what we really need is to stop for a while at least like yeah we'll move on to like adding in things in that are going to be you know sustainable changes that we can make long term and practices and things like that but i think it's so important in the beginning to have self awareness around where you currently are and what you're currently struggling with and what your current blocks are because everything else that that you're doing that's just kind of it's just piling on top of it and it's not actually getting to the root cause. It's just like, Oh, I'm just going to slap this on and see if it works. Or I'm just going to mm-hmm. slap this on and see if it feels, um, you know, and, 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 and see if this sticks kind of thing. And so that space and time to think about, no, where am I currently? What are my current blocks? What's going on? Where did this first appear? I love that as well. A lot of inner child work is related to this as well. And I suppose going back to childhood and really thinking about when I was my most authentic full mm. me, and I had no fears, no one else's projections of what I should or shouldn't be doing. Who was I and how can I step into that and embody that now? And what's blocking me from doing that? What beliefs are blocking me from doing that? So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Quite often, I adore inner child work. And when you do that inner child work and that shadow work as well, you can really, there are so many insights that you get from there. And even I've been doing this work now for three years and even still I'm like oh there's another bit of trauma there Mm. (laughs) what's going on and again just that like curiosity of like where did that come from that's interesting um which is just so it's so powerful and it might be that when you start to think about this you start to think yeah okay well I was bullied at school but you know it wasn't it wasn't a big deal everybody's bullied at school but actually when you are a child you haven't got that rational side of your brain yet it's all emotional so mm-hmm. when you have a situation at school or when you're a child even if it's something really really tiny your your little body as a child believes that this is fight or flight you know it yeah. believes that you are going to die in that situation yeah and you still hold that trauma in your body so particularly around body confidence if somebody at school for instance commented on your body 
chances mm. are you are likely to still be holding on to that in your subconscious and yeah. that will keep you blocked until you unearth that yeah absolutely I love that so much and um it's interesting I was I was literally talking about this on my stories the other day around body confidence and usually what I find with clients is that it literally started from someone who said something to them when they were like 10 or 11 years old and it was a passing comment and children thinking absolute uh, absolutes right so yeah. children literally think like oh my goodness this is like going to be the death of me right if I mm-hmm. if I don't figure this out and so that stays there and it's you know and it's kind of stuck until you go back and rewire it and refigure yeah. it out and um, and sometimes you need to do that more I mean I'm still doing inner child work I did loads of it yesterday then I had ended up having loads of weird dreams around things that were coming up that I just thought I dealt with and obviously haven't or there were different angles on it that were still coming up um and you just you know that it's it's so deep deeply ingrained sometimes and of course if you are someone who's not listening to your intuition not listening to your body Mm. not listening to yourself and looking for external validation it's just driving a bigger wedge between you your body your intuition your subconscious everything else and so it's like how do we how do we tighten that gap between you and who you really are um via kind of taking yourself back and really thinking about okay where have I where have I got lost along the way what do I what breadcrumbs do I need to pick up and put back in my pocket kind of thing yeah 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 um so I love that I love that um and I love that you mentioned around curiosity as well because I think that's really important about you know treating everything as an experiment and this is not something to take really seriously like this work can be really fun and really interesting and almost magic can't it because it's like oh wow I wonder why that's coming up that's that must be something that I need some extra work on or whatever else and it's definitely not to be like oh I screwed up again I can't believe I've done Mm -hmm. this xyz it's more so around ah interesting why is this happening isn't that cool yes Mm -hmm. exactly I think shame is such a powerful emotion that keeps so many of us stuck for years and years if not a whole lifetime so really if you can and I say this to my clients as well like what's funny about this what's strange about this if you can throw humor into the situation Mm. even better because humor is a fantastic way to unlock that shame it really really is so you can start to think about how can you tackle this shame if that is a pattern that you are stuck in where you are feeling shameful about the situation that you are in at the moment how can you how can you start to, I'm almost imagining it like a little pickaxe, like what yeah. kind of tools or what tools can you have in your toolbox to start unearthing that so that you can release it because that shame is not serving you and it will keep you stuck. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I've been doing so much more work around shame recently because it really is the root of it's fear and shame that are literally at the root of mm-hmm. basically most trauma, right? Is yeah. like that feeling of fear and shame and not necessarily only you that that has to have gone through that shame, but maybe if you saw someone else go through it. And so again, as a child, everything is absolute. So you pick up, oh, if she's done that and got bullied for it, or if she's done that yeah. and she's, you know, in this situation, then I'm obviously unsafe to do that as well. And so we can almost pick up other people's beliefs along the way as well. Definitely. So it's not only you, but like, what have you seen? Like where, when, what, what have been your experiences of shame and how have they affected you? But I, I absolutely love that. And another reason that I wanted to get you on today is because I know that you are also a breathwork practitioner 
And one of the things that I'm always saying to my clients is find something physical so that you can get out of your head and into your body, whether that be literally shaking off emotion. I always find my dog so interesting to watch because whenever she is in a really stressful situation, like there's a thunderstorm or she's walking past a big group of dogs that she's really nervous of, she will get through that situation. And then afterwards she will get up and she will do one big shake as if she's literally just jumped in a lake. And I looked at her and I was like, you are so smart. You know exactly what to do. Like when you have got that stagnant energy, that's kind of pushing you down and making you feel like rubbish you literally know that you know getting your head in gear isn't always going to help sometimes you just need to get up and literally shake it off and I love breath work as a form of that and I know that you know you're well versed in the area of breath work so why don't you tell us a little bit more around how like breath work and mindset work are just so in Mm. sync right oh I and that's why I started you know like I um I love I love coaching so much I really really do Mm. um I found that I was struggling to get to the subconscious like embodiment part of what I was doing yeah um with just the coaching session like I wanted something more I wanted something magical Mm. and finding breath work I was like this is it like this is it I love it um so humans have been using like the the healing powers of their breath for thousands and thousands of years especially if you look into kind of eastern cultures Mm. um actually it's really leaning on the healing powers of your body first over medicine whereas actually in western cultures we are obsessed with taking drugs to make us better um if you've like if anyone listening has ever been to the doctors around anxiety Mm. depression uh, any any kind of mental health um disorder like the doctor pretty much within the first you know six or seven minutes is likely to diagnose uh, is likely to prescribe you with some kind of drug without Mm -hmm. even talking about your situation where you're at at the moment can you start to heal some of this with embodiment work and so that is why I just love breath work so much so with breath work, you can use your breath to really shift the energy in your body. So how it works is with the conscious connected breath, which is like a very active breath that you practice. So it's not like your kind of pranayama or your yogic breath. It's a very, very active conscious breath. It changes and relaxes the Um, prefrontal cortex of your brain which is the bit right at the front just underneath your forehead Mm -hmm. and in your prefrontal cortex that's where your inner critic lives that's where your ego lives so this is why it's so perfectly paired with the mindset work because when we are struggling with confidence in however that is manifesting in our lives, your inner critic is so loud, it's hard to hear anything else. It's really difficult to connect to your body because your mind is constantly telling you you're a piece of shit. You know, you're you're wrong. (laughs) You're doing this wrong. Everyone hates you. You don't fit in here. Like everyone's Mm -hmm. looking at you. And so it's so hard to connect to your body when your brain is telling you this story. So when you practice breath work, once it relaxes that part of your brain, it's almost like your inner critic goes to sleep for a bit. Like she Mm. is just completely relaxed. And actually it's then that you can start to connect to your intuition, connect to your subconscious. And it's almost like, um, to describe the sensation, it's almost like kind of 
after taking recreational drugs, which <laughs> sounds a bit sounds a bit weird, but you see visions, you see colors, mm. you see memories, you start to get clarity mm. on issues that you might be living with. And um, it's just beautiful to know that mm. you can do that with your breath, which is mm. just so powerful. Definitely try breath work over recreational drugs. Yeah, but- yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, I love that. No, you're so right. But it, it is, it is, it is very similar. And I find so I went very recently to a session where I did a breathwork session, then went into cold water. And I oh. usually my inner critic when it comes to things like that, especially water, for me is like, oh, it's a fear that I'm trying to conquer at the moment is like deep water and being able to swim in deep water. And so I was like, this is going to be so helpful for me conquering this fear. And honestly, after a really intense breathwork session, me getting into that cold water was just not even a problem like I had strength beyond belief and I've never and I did it with my partner he's really not the kind of he does enjoy like the woo-woo type things Mm -hmm. the meditation that kind of thing but it's really difficult to kind of get him to go and actively do something like that on a Saturday morning in the rain kind of thing and he absolutely loved it as well and was like this that it was the first time that I felt truly at peace and that I just wasn't like actively thinking of something and I was fully just in my body like feeling what I what I was feeling and it's interesting what you say about the little images and things that come up whilst you're doing breath work mm. as well and you know it's all about that tightening that gap like we were talking about earlier between you your body your intuition and drawing you closer together pulling out that wedge and I think breath work is such an amazing tool for that and just in general as well the way that people breathe I'm learning so much more around why that's so important so one of my little nighttime rituals I always tape my mouth for bed because I am a mouth breather or have been a mouth breather and actively it's so interesting isn't it and so if you're breathing through your mouth you're literally putting your body into fight or flight because that's Mm -hmm. that kind of running style breath that's like I'm in panic mode I'm stressed and so if you're a mouth breather then you're probably unintentionally putting your body through so much stress and strain versus when you're breathing through your nose you're really relaxing your body and telling your body I am safe I am okay so one of the things that I was noticing is I'm waking up feeling really you know dry mouth stressed out whatever else so take my mouth shut at night which um you know it feels a bit weird when you first do it but definitely definitely feel so much better now when I wake up in the morning feel so much more less so much less stress throughout the day and even just the way that you're normally breathing can reconnect you with your body as well right it's a way to communicate with your body so which I really love. Like I think mm. previously before I found breathwork, I felt like, like I live in a very anxious body. So anxiety yeah. is something I've had to live with for a really long time. And it just almost felt so out of control for me. Like these anxious sensations would come to me and I'd think, oh my God, oh no, oh no, it's happening. I can't have it happen now. I've got a really busy meeting at work. Yeah. Like, And this like fear would come up, which obviously makes it so much worse because you're kind of falling into victim mode, but actually finding breath work and being able to communicate to your body in terms of, no, I'm safe. It's okay. We're okay here. You're Mm. safe. We can keep going. It's okay. Like that is just so powerful in itself because that's almost like your body being like, oh, she's cool. Okay. We don't need to, we don't need to run from a saber toothed tiger right now. Like she's all good. Okay. We can just switch yeah. up and relax for a bit. And I always used to give that power away. Like I didn't really understand the power that my own body had. Like I would just, 
accept that this was how my life would go and actually finding breath work. And it's interesting that you say about the difference between mouth breath and nasal breath as well. Um, so the style of breath work that I use with my clients is that mouth breath to start off with mm. working up to a peak, which it's almost training your body to um, not associate discomfort with danger. Um, because that particular, especially for people who are living in anxious bodies, as soon as you're uncomfortable, you immediately feel like you're in danger in your body. Like that's you being like, oh no, panic attack, here we go. Um, so it's almost you kind of retraining yourself to feel the discomfort, the discomfort and those sensations, but in a very, very safe space and then falling mm -hmm. into that nasal breath um, into the, when you start to relax after, yeah. after the breathing peak. So it's just absolutely fascinating how we can almost retrain our bodies and rewire our minds to start thinking about these situations differently. Mm, it's, I just find it so, so fascinating. And I can't believe that it's not so widely spoken about as it needs mm. to be, especially because the majority of most sort of chronic illnesses is really, there's yeah. so much that comes down to stress and mind and mindset in general, right. Um, that, I just can't believe it's not it's not a tool that's being pushed out to everyone all the time. It's it's really sad that we really have these abilities to be able to really ha have own this toolbox that's essentially like yeah. free, right? Completely yeah. free to be able to, you know, breathing is like the freest thing ever. Yeah. Um, and so why why are we not being being taught this? It, it it blows my mind honestly. And the more I get into it and realize how much even things like um, you know, like crooked teeth, for example, or whatever else yeah. is more likely when you're not breathing correctly or whatever else, or it just, it absolutely baffles me all of this work. Um, so I, I'm so, so excited to have you on here to tell us a little bit more about it. And thank you for kind of explaining that too, because I can imagine that the majority of my community probably haven't tried it yet or are curious mm -hmm. about it and want to try it. So um, you have a breathwork membership, don't you? So why don't you go into a bit of detail around like what what is what does that entail and how does that kind of work and how can people get involved with that if they wanted to do a little bit more around breathwork? Yeah, absolutely. So where I started with the breathwork membership, I created the product that I really wanted that I couldn't see out in the market. So breathwork is so amazing when it's practiced regularly like you can have one session and it's amazing and you have these crazy breakthroughs and you're like yes love that and then we get back to our busy 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 lives where we just don't have time we think oh I should probably do that again but you know I haven't had a chance to book it and I'm not free on that day or um so that's really where I created the membership for so it's for um busy ambitious women that are struggling with that self-doubt that want to connect to themselves twice a month and come back to this breathwork practice where it's so easy um but also what was really important to me and what I love about breathwork is community so I love the idea of women coming together and healing together sharing those experiences supporting each other and cheerleading each other on when things are difficult so I called my I called my membership the Thrive Collective because it is a collective of just incredible inspiring women coming together to heal all the different aspects of all the different aspects of them that they want to bring to the sessions um and every month we have a different theme where we start thinking about so um the first month was self-sabotage and we had two breathwork ceremonies all around self-sabotage this month is all about intuition so really covering those themes so that we can fully heal 
all the aspects of ourselves Mm. so it's a really magical container I love that I absolutely love that so I will definitely leave the link below so that anyone who's interested can kind of check that out and just find out a little bit more about how they can get involved in that and I I guess what would be really helpful as well is uh, I suppose a a little bit of an explanation around getting out of your head I love that term like getting out of your head and into your body because a lot of what we're struggling with emotionally I and I went through this myself when I was going through my own healing journey is I literally thought that it was all in my head and as Mm. soon as I've managed to figure it out in my head and I managed to get that little voice to stop talking everything would be okay but actually emotion is not in your head at all right in fact if you're only feeling emotion in your head you're really probably not feeling it at all you're not giving it any attention at all you're you're stuck in your head right so yeah how does breath work relate to that and and how is it helpful for getting you back into your body I guess well it's that kind of it's such an active process that you almost you almost can't think of anything else because you're like this is so uncomfortable yeah (laughs) um and it just draws that by deeply oxygenating your body it is such an embodiment practice because you are filling your muscles your blood your cells with oxygen which is just beautiful you are cleansing and refreshing everything in your body you are releasing the toxins too which is epic so it's it's almost like that kind of it's giving yourself the time to be like I'm going to do an embodiment practice now Mm -hmm. so it's almost that kind of discipline with it too um if breathwork doesn't sound like it's for you though as you say like you can you can do this by turning on your favorite song and dancing intensely for three minutes you can do this by going out for a jog like a run a walk like yeah you've got to find what works for you like for me it's all about music so anything with music is just Mm. the best way for me to tune into my body like music can make me laugh it can make me cry it can bring back beautiful memories that I cherish so deeply so find it again coming back to that word of curiosity like what is it what is it that works for you how do you step into your body for some people it might just be placing your hand on your heart placing your hand on your belly and just asking your body what does my body need right now Mm. and giving yourself a very quiet five minutes just to connect in that space Mm. it looks different for everybody I think breath work is um breath work is quite an intense practice which immediately it is that kind of um, it feels like jumping into a cold pool of water like it is that like shock factor which I think actually works really really well but you if you don't feel ready to go to that place yet I think you can create yourself like a bit of a roadmap in order to Mm. in order to get there or get curious about what are the other things that make you feel um, fully connected to your body. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think I love what you said there about it feeling really intense. I think that some people genuinely really need that intense kind of pang because it's like a a pattern interrupter, right? It's something that is getting in the way between stimulus and response. It's giving you that freedom in between to just knock you into a different headspace really, really quickly. Can't ignore it. Got to be present. That's why, you know, it's it's so helpful to have something that's like, bang, this is so in your face. You can't ignore it. Um, But you're right about just having some sort of practice that 
gets you into your body and gets you connected with your body. And the more you can ask yourself, like, what do you feel like you need? I have one client who loves like hula hooping for that. So she will. Oh, hula hoop to kind of have a little bit of a break in those little transition times as well so for the majority of my community who are healing their relationships with movement as well as their bodies and obviously um food move like you don't need to do one big movement practice every single day but what about little transition times for getting back into your body and practicing like getting out here being in here and just inhabiting and and figuring out what feels good and what feels nice for your body and what feels therapeutic and healing. And yeah, definitely giving breath work a go for sure. But if it's not for you, um, finding other things that make you feel that make you feel good. Cause yeah. I think that's what it's all about. Right. It's that fun too. Like fun is such an important part of this journey to healing. Like it really, really mm. is. I think sometimes we all get too serious like I'm really noticing this at the moment actually like everything is so serious and like I said this to myself I was like what why are you so serious (laughs) like where's the fun come on and so like really just having as much fun with this as you possibly can because you deserve a life full of joy full of abundance Mm. full of love and like laughter like you do so how can you create more of that more of those lovely memories in your body because really like that's what that's your home that's going to be your home for the rest of your life yeah absolutely I love that so much and I think it's such a good reminder to really think about what a what what feels good but also when it feels good that's something that you can do consistently over a long period of time whereas if you're doing something that you hate but you know is good for you a it's counterproductive because it's like Mm. it's not really that good for you if you absolutely hate it and b like if you are finding something you you know really enjoy you can you can stick to it long term and it's something that your body actually craves after a long hard day whatever else it's like I know what I really need it's that breathwork practice or that dance practice or whatever it is that is your kind of vice and soon enough you start to crave those things rather than the usual coping mechanisms which might be food sex drugs alcohol whatever it is and so reaching for things that feel good, I guess, is the most important thing, but also what an act of self-worth in terms of showing up for yourself every single day and saying, what feels good for me? I deserve to feel that. I deserve to show up for myself every day and do something that feels nice. I think a lot of women are really trapped in that mentality of, I can enjoy myself once I've punished myself. Mm -hmm. And once I've punished myself into the, the, the right body, Mm-hmm. inverted commas the right body or the right career or the right relationship then I'm allowed to sit back and relax mm. and it's like whoa whoa, whoa. no <laughs> the only way you're going to get there is by enjoy like enjoying the process and finding something that works for you then the perfect career will come then the perfect partner will come then you'll feel at home in your body when you're actually moving towards things that make you feel good rather than what makes you feel you know rather than kind of forcing yourself into a box that you don't belong in 100 percent 100 percent like that's the it's law of attraction isn't it really like when you when you know that you deserve to find pleasure in your body that you deserve to have gorgeous experiences you deserve to treat yourself and spend money on yourself that shifts your energy like it catapults your energy so all of a sudden the the jobs that are out of alignment and aren't treating you with respect you start you shine a light on that and you're like hang on a minute here this isn't in alignment with how I treat myself so I'm gonna leave the partners Mm -hmm. that 
you know aren't respecting your boundaries your time all of these again you start to really feel that that disalignment and you're like I need to make the change so as soon as you start feeling that the areas of your life where you are out of alignment become glaringly obvious and you have the confidence to change that you have the confidence to say to yourself I deserve more like I deserve so much more this is my one life I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste it Mm, I love that so much and that trickles out into everything else that you do like when you have that kind of mentality so a lot of what I do with clients is you know they they eat past fullness or they force themselves um you know they force themselves to experience hunger over and over again it's like of course we're not going to listen to hunger and fullness because if we're not even listening to what we want or what feels good for us like as soon as you start to, as soon as you decide I'm worthy, I'm deserving of doing things that make me feel good. And that circles out into everything else that you do. You'll start to notice, ah, all of a sudden I can hear my body's natural kind of biological reactions to me being hungry, thirsty, sleepy, whatever else it is. But of course it's not going to be communicating to you things that you've just been ignoring for however long. So as soon as you get back into alignment, everything seems to, you feel so much more connected with everything else going on physiologically for you as well so it's not just a happiness thing it's a health thing isn't it so 100% so many amazing amazing nuggets of wisdom here um thank you so much I really really have enjoyed this conversation so just before I let you go and just ask how people can find you and everything else obviously we'll leave the details in the show notes as well um I ask all of my guests what does health mean to you? And the reason that I asked that is because I just want to show that with every single person that comes on here, health just has meant something totally different and that's okay. And that <laughs> is normal. And so what does health mean to you and how do you interpret that word? Health for me is, um, is energy. So it's how I show up. It's, I think I've been on such a journey with my health, but I am genuinely at the place now where I get excited to go to bed because I'm excited to wake up in the morning. Mm. And that for me is health. It's about being completely unapologetic about who you are, like not apologizing for your appearance, for having an opinion, for being different, for wanting different things to the rest of your friends, like actually really stepping into that unapologetic version of yourself. Like, that is health like that is a healthy relationship with yourself that again food body confidence are all kind of just you know surface manifestations really for me but health is that excitement that joy that laughter that love that energy Mm, I love that so much yes I love that and we haven't had that answer before either so that's (laughs) amazing and so so unique to you which is amazing um but thank you so much for coming on I really really appreciate it please let everyone know what your Instagram handles are what your you know website is where people can find you what you're up to that kind of thing yeah absolutely so come and say hello if you have enjoyed this podcast share it tag us like I'd love to meet you you can find me on um at jennaokeefe.co my website is jennaokeefe.co I think (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll link it below amazing and yeah I can't wait to meet you all